So let's talk about some passive income. Now, there is a passive income source that I've been making money with since 2018. Surprisingly, not a lot of people are talking about it. As far as I can tell, nobody's talking about this source. So before I reveal it though, let's talk a little bit more about passive income because I do think that there are some misconceptions when it comes to passive income. Everybody wants to live that lifestyle, right? You're sitting on the beach, you're drinking your pina coladas, and you're making money while you're not working. Now, it's possible to do that, but it does take some time and effort to get up to that point. And then even if you hit that milestone of not having to, to work to make money, will that be an enjoyable lifestyle? Because you might do that for maybe, let's say, a month, two months, three months, but it's going to get boring. All that sitting by the beach, traveling everywhere, not doing anything, waking up whenever you want to wake up, that's going to get boring fast. So even if you hit your income goals, you still want to motivate yourself by setting new goals for yourself. The hardest thing to do is to make money online consistently. So the best goal to have starting out is to just have some type of income source, whether it might be dividend income, books, YouTube, whatever it is. Try to get at least a dollar a day in passive income. Once you can get a dollar a day in passive income consistently, you have a system in place where you can know that, okay, I know what I have to do to make that dollar. What can I do to scale it to $10, $100, $1,000, etc.? That's the way I look at passive income. Another thing when it comes to passive income is that my passive income needs to be consistent. Because I've had passive income sources, for example, in the past, I created websites. And my website started generating income through Google AdSense. But after a while, the income died down. So whenever I set up a passive income source, it also needs to be consistent. Now, another thing that I pay attention to when it comes to passive income is that I always like to have a passive income source that is somewhat hands-off. So I do the hard work up front, so I create value. I create assets for the customer or I create a service for the customer. Once the hard work is done, you just lift off the dividends from your passive income for the rest of the year and years to come. Now, that's extremely important because you will notice that with some sources, you might set them up, but you have to do some additional work. You might have to outsource some work. You might have to um, build more content, create more content, but... I like the passive income sources that once it's built, it kind of takes a life of its own and the money stays consistent or it's able to grow over time. So now let's talk about the passive income source that I mentioned in the beginning of the video. So drum roll, that passive income source is the Google Play Store. Now, not a lot of people are talking about it, as I mentioned before. With the Google Play Store, there are different ways to make money. So even if you have an app, on iPhone or Android and you publish that on the Google Play Store, that's a, a good way of making money on the Google Play Store. Now, my income source is coming from eBooks and also audiobooks. So the one that I wanna talk about today is specifically focused on the eBooks. I got accepted into the Google Play Store back in 2018 and ever since I got accepted, I think in June of 2018, I started making money with the Google Play Store selling my eBooks. Now, in the beginning I was making a little bit of money, but staying consistent with it, like I, like I mentioned earlier, you set up the system and it starts to generate income consistently and over time it also grows. So 
with the Google Play Store, I know most people talk about when it comes to ebooks, they talk about KDP or even Barnes and Nobles or some of the smaller other bookstores that you have. But the Google Play Store is one that always gets neglected. Now, the way to make money on the Google Play Store with ebooks is actually extremely easy. And I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to reveal this information. You don't even have to pay me for it. Normally, you would have to pay for information like this. You might have to join like a membership website, but I'm going to give it to you guys away for free. So the way that I've done it, and it's a real easy system. So, of course, on the Google Play Store, you want to have a book that you've written. Now, you can write the book yourself or you can outsource it. And it's, it's better to focus on topics that can generate a lot of volume. So anything in the, the personal finance space or even in um, self-development, those topics always generate a lot of volume when it comes to book sales. Now, when it comes to ghostwriting your books, I do not recommend a company like Fiverr.com. Because, yes, you can go to Fiverr and there are probably some good ghostwriters on there, but there's so much crap on Fiverr that you're going to have to shift through all those, which is not even worth it. Because pretty much you're going to go to Fiverr, you're going to find a ghostwriter, and he's pretty much going to plagiarize your, your content for you. So he's going to find information on the internet, patch it up as a book, and then send it over to you by completing the project. And you're going to be thinking like, awesome, it took a couple of days for my book to be written, and it's done now. Now I can upload it to the Google Play Store. You go ahead and you upload it and your account is probably going to get banned for plagiarism. So I don't recommend Fiverr.com. Now, if there are two sites that I can recommend for the outsourcing of your book creation, so getting a good ghostwriter, two of them are going to be the Writing Summit and the Urban Writers. So the cool thing about those two companies is that you can pay for the quality that you want. So... And it's a pay, there's different tiers. And depending on how much you want to pay per word, you get a better quality. Also, those two companies proofread your book. And they make sure that your book is unique. So there will not be any like plagiarizing issues that you will come across. It will take some time for them to write the book and get it proofread and get it over to you. But it's so much more worth it than using a site like Fiverr.com and actually getting banned or your account getting shut down. So like I said, I do recommend you writing your own books because even me, when I started back in 2015, I wrote my first book, yeah, back in 2015. And, even, and I uploaded that to the, the KDP store, Amazon. But the second book that I wrote, I actually uploaded that to the, the Google Play Store. And that's when I started focusing a little bit more on the Google Play Store. Now, I still upload it to Amazon, but I also focused on the Google Play Store. Now, once your book is done and you either wrote it or you outsourced it and you have it in your hands and you uploaded it, you have to think about marketing. Now, how can you market your book when you are in a sea of competition? And your competition is pretty much like the big publishing companies, but it's also indie authors like you and myself. Now, the way I do it, and here's a big secret. You might want to pay attention to this one, of course. The big secret, the way I do it, is I give away my book for free for the first 30 days. The reason why I do that, and I know in KDP, Amazon, you can give your book away for free periodically, like three days at a time. Now, when you go to the Play Store, 
there is no limitation on how long your book can be given out for free. So I usually give it four weeks or about a month where my book is free on the system, on the platform, Google Play Store. Now, the reason why I do that is because I want my book to have as much visibility as possible. So when I give it away for free for 30 days, the Google Play Store system, their algorithm, actually promotes my books to the visitors of the Google Play Store. So it's a free book. Everybody that goes to the website and enjoys reading books sees my topic, sees my book. And of course, they download it because it's free. Now, do they read it? They might not. They might read it. But just getting the downloads, that's already... a giving you a positive impact in the system because the system is looking at sales and they're noticing, okay, all these other books are only getting a trickle of sales, but this new book, it just spiked in the amounts of downloads and sales it's getting. Another benefit of giving your book away for free is that you're going to be starting to rack up reviews, which is highly important when it comes to any of these platforms that sell books, apps, etc., etc. So the combination of getting a lot of downloads and my reviews picking up, that propels me into the top section of the books that are selling well. Now, after about a month, I still pay attention to how many books I'm selling because not every book is going to be a hit. And specific topics are always going to get more downloads than like minuscule or obscure topics. Now, once I sell, once I have my book for free for about a month, I pay attention to how many downloads I'm getting. Is it trending up? Is it trending down? Or am I, am I only getting a trickle of um, downloads? If I am getting a trickle of downloads, I go ahead and I look at my title. The title of your book is extremely important. If you are in the digital marketing world, you might know about SEO, search engine optimization, which is pretty much you're optimizing your HTML page or your PHP page, ASP, whatever, you're optimizing your, your titles, your headlines, your text in order to rank highly in the search engine. So Google search, Bing, whatever, Yahoo, etc. I take that same approach when it comes to books. So the title of my book is extremely important. And I use that title of my book to see how other competitors are ranking and I might make some tweaks to the title of my book in order to rank for additional keywords. So I might have my, my main title and then my subtitle that I also use to rank for additional keywords. So once I've done that for about a month and I pay attention to how my free sales are looking, I flip the switch and I turn it from a sale, a free product into a, um, a paid product. Once I turn it into a paid product, of course, your sales, your free sales are going to drop tremendously. So if you're getting 100 downloads a day or even more, 1,000 downloads a day, it's probably going to trickle to maybe like 10, 20, maybe even 50 downloads a day. So you still have to monitor it. But don't think that when you're getting a lot of downloads, when your book is free, given out for free, that it's still going to maintain that same amount of volume when you turn it into a paid book. The next thing that I pay attention to is the pricing. So we had a free book, we turned it into a paid book, but you need to know what the correct pricing is. And I look at pricing a little bit different 
than what the average bookseller would do. So for example, if there's two customers and customer A sees more value in my book than customer B, that's fine for me. So let's say customer A comes to the store, the Google Play Store, and they want to buy my book for, let's say, five bucks. Perfect. Give it to them for five bucks. Now, if customer B comes to the Play Store and she sees my book and she wants to pay, let's say, $50 for it because the value that she sees or the value that she thinks my book is worth is 50 bucks, I would sell it for 50 bucks. But of course, we cannot do that because there's only one price we can put for our book to sell on the Google Play Store. So pricing is something that you have to play around with in order to find that sweet spot because there's only one price that you can put on your book. Now, the next thing that I always focus on also is that once I have a couple of books published, let's say you have 10 books published. Out of those 10, maybe two or three will get consistent sales. The other seven will get like a trickle of sales coming through. Another secret, the next thing you want to do is you want to take those three best-selling books or those three books that are selling well, and you want to translate those books into different languages. That's a big secret that I've been using that you guys can check out also. Take your best-selling books, translate them into Spanish, Portuguese, start with those two. Just Having your book in Spanish will get you some additional sales, consistent sales in the Play Store, which is awesome because once you have your books that are selling and they're making you a consistent amount of money, there might be some, some ebbs and flows because if it's a holiday, let's say it's 4th of July or yep, Independence Day or if it might be Christmas, your book sales might dip down. But if you have your books in a different language like Spanish, they might have a different holiday schedule. So when it's on the 4th of July, your book sales in the U.S. might dip. But your books in the Spanish-speaking languages, they might stay steady or they might even go up. For some reason, sometimes it just fluctuates like that. So having your books translated into different languages, that's another secret that... A lot of people don't know about. Now, the last secret, the last secret sauce that I use is audiobooks. So you want to take your best-selling books, and this might take a, a month or a couple of months, actually, to see which books are actually selling consistently. You want to take those books and turn them into audiobooks and then publish them on the Play Store. Now, you won't be able to publish audiobooks on the Play Store yourself. You're going to have to use a distributor like Findaway Voices. That's the one that I use, uh, findawayvoices.com. Now, there are some others out there, but I like findawayvoices.com because their commission structure works out the best. You, you get the most um, commission using findawayvoices.com. Now, you can also use ACX. So when it comes to the narration of your book, I like to use ACX to narrate my books into audiobooks and then just upload them into Findaway Voices. You could also use the Findaway Voices platform itself, or you can also use um, Fiverr to, do, um, to find a narrator to narrate your book. And that's actually how I started. I found a couple of good narrators on Findaway Voices, but the problem with that was they were a lot slower because they were 
working on multiple projects at the same time. And from a cost structure, they were a lot more expensive than using, for example, ACX.com. So have your book narrated in the ACX platform and then just upload it into Find the Way Voices. The cool thing about doing that is that when I, st- when I thought about audiobooks first, is I never wanted to do it because I always thought that it was going to eat into my ebook sales. But once I tested it with my best-selling book, I noticed that instead of my book sales declining for my ebook, my book sales actually got consistent and they actually increased. So the audiobook actually links to the ebook on the page, which actually helped my sales. So my audiobook sales helped my ebook sales. And it's, it made my sales more consistent because before that, before I only sold ebooks, my sales would be somewhat consistent, but I would also see like a large spike in sales and then a drop. But once I started producing audiobooks or having them uploaded into um, Google Play Store, I noticed that my sales became a lot more consistent. And like I said, one of the things that I look at is consistency when it comes to a passive income source. Thank you for listening to my podcast on stock market investing. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, which you can find by searching my name, Giovanni Richters. Also, be sure to check out my books and audiobooks on stock market investing. I'll catch you in the next episode.